What kind of a clique did you fit in for high school? Were you a jock? Maybe you were a cheerleader. 92% of us say our high school had cliques. Uh, but it doesn't mean that everybody was in one. People were asked which ones they were a part of. The most common answer was, I wasn't in a clique, uh, with 22% of the vote, followed by loners, uh, 14% of the vote. Now, this is kind of a sad thing, actually, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. You I know, was a loner we, in high school. Yeah, you know, we can sit there and talk about it, but yet... It's kind of a sad thing when you go back and you think oh, about so how grateful for my group of friends in high school. Yeah, it's the only way I got through. And man, uh, how we got shunned sometimes, how people got shunned, how they got made fun of. Man, if uh, I mean, if you didn't think that bullying was a thing back then, absolutely yeah, we just it was. Didn't, we just didn't it label just, it that or call it that. No, most common click overall, jocks. Now, I would like to say that I was a star athlete, <laughs> but but I played, I did really well in Little League football and all growing up, and and I played baseball, and I played some tennis and stuff like that, but then I hit high school, and, and I was the offensive uh, uh, snap, I, I was the offensive center in Little League. Then when I hit high school, they're like, you're not big enough for, you know. Center. So they said, let's use you at running back. Okay. But so, then you weren't fast enough. So well, then but, what? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> no, you probably were an excellent running thanks, back. Thanks, Neil McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> then what? Uh, it, that's no. Clay Walker. But. Oh, Clay. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Just when I think I'm really smart. Nope. Not so much. Um, but then I was behind all of these great running backs and, and Jeff Gerard and Jeff Prowse and all these guys. And I'm like, Holy crap. Or guy Gerard. And, and it was just one of those uh, situations where I'm like, ah, uh, I wish I could have been a little bit better uh, at some of those things, but it did make, give me a great appreciation for uh, sports and, and uh, just being kind of uh, athletic in general, maybe gave me a greater appreciation. I think to, sort of hang tight with um, exercise throughout my life, which sort of helped. So anyway, 50% said that their high school had a group like that, the jocks. Uh, the 10 most after the jocks popular kids, were they just were a group of their own, just the popular kids. You saw them in student body, you know, situations where they were, you know, the student body officer, the president, the, uh, they were part of the uh, the senior class officers or whatever. Yeah, I'm no on jocks. I'm no on popular kids. I'm no on cheerleaders. What about nerds? Might have been a nerd in high school. Okay. Band or choir kids? Nope. Yeah. Uh, I did I did kind of an instrument thing. I did the, uh, the band, but then kind of turned into a different in high school. Loners and yep. stoners. And for some <laughs> reason, we called the stoners burnouts. Oh, that really? No, we called them stoners. I think we called them stoners. We called them burnouts. I don't know why. Loners and stoners and geeks, oh my. Snobs <laughs> and preppy kids. <laughs> so, but as far as uh, some of the ones that we were in, jocks only ranked fourth. Most common were loners, band or choir kids, popular kids, then jocks in fourth, nerds, stoners, rebels, overachievers, hippies, and artsy kids. And then just real quick here, the uh, less common answers included rich kids. And we knew who yep. they were. Yep, Brad Dodd had his brand new Trans Am yeah. off the showroom floor. Yep, yep. Uh, hipsters, goths, emo kids, and farmer kids who did things like 4-H or FFA kids. We have El King on the line with us this morning too. Perfect way for us to ask: What group did you fit in in high school? 
The one that didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> the non-attenders. The sluffers. The sluffers. <laughs> yeah, one time, one time my mom called me on my cell phone and I was cutting class and I was in the park with my friends. Maybe some burnouts, if you will. Okay. And I answered real I answered real quiet and I said, Mom, I can't talk. I'm in class. And she goes, oh, really? Because I'm in your class. <laughs> Busted. Man. Mom, come get your student. Oh, similar to similar to the uh, title of your brand new album that's coming out. Come get your wife. Now you were in um, Beaver Creek, Colorado, in November. I had a chance to go see you and some other people play, and you did some songs from that album. I am so excited for this album to come out. It's going to be amazing, and the title kills me. Yeah, how did you come up with that? Um. Well, I I'm a, I'm a little rowdy and. Um, <laughs> You know, I just kind of, I love playing games. I love having fun. I, I don't get a lot of chances to go out now that I'm a mom. And so when I do, I like, I pack like seven weekends in one night. And um, I, I spend my time around a lot of guys. And so I, I, I can talk smack, you know. And I was maybe laying it on a little thick and somebody just shouted over me, come get your watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a great album title. It is a killer album title. I love it. You said the whole album is a crazy quilt, all sorts of moments and things that might not seem to go together, but because they're me, they go together. It's very Southern Ohio, very who we are. And, yeah. And there yes. are, you know there are people in Utah that are like you. Are there? Yes. Yes, there are. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now and they're you, gonna love this album. Now what is your what is your perception of Utah? Uh okay, I'm not gonna lie. Some I know of the you. rowdiest shows I have ever performed during are in Utah. Seriously? We well, we don't get out much, so when we go out we like to have fun. And we don't drink much, I mean, so when we go out sometimes we drink too much. <laughs> And, or, I mean, that's, that's literally my people. I love it. Yeah. It's wonderful. No, but Utah is also so beautiful and really special, and um, I always have a really incredible time, and I love coming there. It's just beautiful landscapes. The people are really fun, and everyone's always so excited about a show. So it's always really fun and special. I can't wait to come back. Well, you're coming back. I think it's in March. Uh, you're going to play. Yeah, March wanna... 11th. Is this uh, at the at the, at the uh, union? Union, um, it's the A freaking mentor, <laughs> <laughs> and we're excited to have you come back. I can't wait to come back. I'm so excited for everybody to hear the album, and uh, I hope everyone likes it. I've I've put my whole heart and soul into this, and the country community and the country fans have been. So I, they just gave me the sense of home, which actually led to this like freedom and like creative expression that is so authentically me that it's like a love letter not only to my family and and my my friends and my childhood in Ohio but also to everyone who has given me this like sense of home and this comfort and country it's it's a thank you letter and I just really hope the fans like what I did, it's, this is what country is to me, and I I'm just so excited to share it with everybody. Now, so, when when you say when you say that you are, uh, uh, when you say a freaking amen, you also have a song in, uh, called "Try Jesus." Do you count yourself as a, a religious person? I mean, a God fearing religious person? Yeah, 
I love that. <laughs> now, you had a number one single off this album already with uh, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home with Miranda. You've got a single out now with Dirks that we're going to play in just a second. When was Ooh. the moment when you said, I think I'm going to do a country album? Well, actually, what happened was uh, Drunk started to kind of get success and it crossed over into country and um, it was doing really well. And so, you know, I learned I, in the last, I don't even know how long it's been since it really crossed over and started, but the, the journey to country radio I <clears throat> has been very different for me coming from, you know, my experience with like pop and rock, which is like super single driven. Nobody cares about asking about the next song and country's like, well, why should we give you airplay? Like, like how are you going to, are you going to stick around? Like, what are you going to back it up with? So true. And, um, and, and I, I love that. And, and it, it just like further, like it's proof of like how loyal and loving the country community is in any sense of it. And so I was, you know, asked if I wanted to make an EP. I was like, hell yeah. And then the EP was just, <laughs> it, it was just so fun. It was so collaborative and incredible. And, we just kept going, and they, they said, do you want to make a full record? And I was like, yes, I do. And it was one of the most incredible experiences um, that I've had making an album yet, and I co-produced it because I, I just felt so much love when I was brought into the country world, and I wanted to have this whole process be so authentically me because I finally felt like I could be someone that I didn't think I had, thought that I had to be. You yeah. know, I could just let my guard down and so i had a hand in every aspect of this album and all the videos and everything and it's it's a really wonderful feeling to kind of just have this freedom and and just feel like i can be myself and i don't want to be anybody else and i think that it, it shows true on the videos i've been putting out and on, on this whole record and i just feel like the whole last year was so full of gratitude and joy and all of that went into this entire album, whether it's funny or vulnerable or rowdy or heartfelt. I mean, it's all of my emotions in one and I just love country so, so much and I can't wait to get back out on the road. I can't wait to tour and I really can't wait for everyone to hear every song that, that we've put on this. With this song called Worth a Shot, if somebody were to pour a shot glass of something in front of you right now, what would it be? I mean, I, it wouldn't matter. I'd take it. But, <laughs> but if you had your choice. I mean, everybody, everybody, you know, loves choices. Everybody needs, a, you know, at least a, a backup option. But I would prefer a tequila. A okay. tequila. Do you have a particular brand that you love? I like Casamigas. Okay. But, but if somebody were to get sponsorship, insert name here. Yes. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa Barlow from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. How about hooking yeah. El King up with some yeah. Vita? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. There you go. Well, we're going to get it. into your song here, Worth a Shot, featuring Dirks Bentley. And of course, it could be taken as a play on word. Hey, it's worth a shot or hey, it's worth a shot. El King, we El are King so you. happy to have you in country music. You are just what we need. You are what we love. And and so happy your album comes out uh, on the twenty seventh, and super excited to just hear all the tracks. Thank you so much, and thank you for your support. I love you guys, and I can't wait to come back through. I can't wait to tear it up, and hopefully we can maybe have some sparkling water together, yes. or, some, or some of Lisa Barlow's Vita tequila. Yes. <laughs> Send it. Let's go. Yeah.
and, yeah. and Mr. King, come and get your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to. That's Thank right. Thanks so much. Love ya. Love ya. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. L. King featuring Dirks Bentley. Worth a shot on Z104. We've been turning into strangers. Now we barely even touch. Superficial conversation. Cause our God is always up. I'm not ready to give up on us yet. One last hurrah. It might just do. from the past.